Hey everyone, my name is Yaro, and you're listening to the Daydream Rose podcast. I'm really excited you're here, as always, and I'm grateful to be sharing things that I care about with you. And I'm also really excited and grateful that this is the 50th episode. And I really want to say that this could have never happened without you. I am so grateful that you are listening and sharing, and some of you have become Patreons, which is really beautiful. And I'm just so excited that I get to have this podcast because I'm such an introvert and I often find it hard to engage with large groups of people or really be out there. And starting this podcast a few years ago has given me this opportunity to speak to so many people and to have really beautiful, deep, one-on-one conversations, which is much more suitable to me. And it's it's a great way for me to still be part of a dialogue um, from my bedroom. And so, yeah, thank you so much for being here and for listening. I know there's been a little bit of a pause since the last episode, and I want to say sorry for that. I'll be more consistent with my podcasting in the next few weeks. Um, I'm having some beautiful interviews planned, and I'm always open to recommendations as well, or people who just want to say, hey, interview me. That's cool. If that's you, email me. Um, yeah. So, I am recording this episode all about spring magic and practices for hard time and finding faith because it's the spring equinox tomorrow and also the full moon in Libra, which is really exciting. And I just wanted to share some practices around that. And if you're listening to this later or if you're in the southern hemisphere, that's totally fine. Um, this isn't totally time sensitive, it's just some ideas and practices that I want to share and they could actually be applied to any season in your life really but they might be particularly beautiful this week. I also want to say that I always celebrate these special days as kind of more like a period of time rather than one day because I think otherwise there's a lot of pressure to have a great day and to do a big ritual when actually maybe that's not where your energy is at and that's okay. Um, but maybe you can make a tiny bit of space to recognize that the seasons are indeed changing now and that the, the moon is really full and beautiful and maybe you can see how that feels in your body. <sighs> Before I go deeper, I have a couple of things to share and announce. Um, so this weekend I've totally re- redesigned daydreamrose.com which was a couple of weeks in the making. I kind of felt like these uh, darker shades of green and brown felt earthy and good last year, but they were kind of over for me, you know? (laughs) I really needed something lighter and softer and more inviting and really gentle. Like I, I crave a sense of clarity and peace in my life and those colors just felt too dark. And part of me is really reluctant to think about and speak a lot about branding because I think it just kind of feels like capitalism and being um you know pretending or making things look different than what they really are or kind of tricking people into something but actually I think I'm just a color nerd I really really love playing with colors and fonts and images and finding a visual language that communicates what is really at the core of something and because that something changes Branding will change over time, and it was just time for a change for me, and it, that felt really good. So, yeah, if you have time, check it out, daydreamwolves.com. Um, ideally on a big screen, please, because the images are so great, and I really want them to shine. And then let me know what you think. I would love to hear from you. 
Otherwise, I have um, in the Mighty Networks community asked for feedback last week and received some really, really beautiful replies that I'm really grateful for. Um, people have taken so much time filling in that form. It was really nice to read that. And so this was both for the DIY uh, Small Business School, which is $11 on Patreon, and the Magic of Embodiment uh, program, which is now ongoing and costs $3 or more as a pledge. And, um, well, there's two news around that. Um, the first thing is that I've decided to no longer have the Magic of Embodiment be a year-long container. So this is now ongoing, um, infinite <laughs> and beautiful, because I feel like it's a really important part of my life's work and it's going to change and shift over time. What I'm going to offer is going to change. People can come and go as they wish, but I'm going to be here doing this work and holding the space, and I'm really, really committed to that. And uh, the other feedback that I received was that people really loved the practices, but also kind of wanted more intimacy and connection and uh, being in groups. And I was kind of unsure with around what kind of workshops online I could offer for that program. And what I realized last week was that actually I think really it's already quite rich. There's recipes and meditations and playlists and... Um, ritual ideas and tarot spread so there is already all this content and input but maybe what we need is just to come together sometimes so now every first Sunday each month um, it's going to be UK evening so in the US it's going to be the morning and I know that's not covering every time zone and I'm really sorry for that um, but it's covering as many people as possible um, we'll just meet on Zoom um, and you can come and you can bring whatever you want you can come and just listen or you can come with questions and we're going to do some reading together I'll pull some cards for us I will share something from a book that I'm currently reading that's really inspiring me um we'll meditate for a couple minutes really easy um if you have not meditated before that's cool um and we'll just share what's going on for us right now and I really expect that in the beginning it's going to be super small because it is a large community you know um there's over 150 patrons now but people are also incredibly busy and not everyone is in the magic of embodiment program and then not everyone has time or makes that a priority which is totally fine so I really think it's going to be a small circle and it's going to be a beautiful way to just be witnessed and be in community and you can share as much as you like you can also be off video and not share anything and that's cool but I'll be sharing and I'm excited to meet some of you the program won't be more expensive I'm still um, asking for a pledge of three dollars or more a month um, you get access to the program and the community and those calls and to be honest this sounds weird to say but I feel really proud to be able to offer something that's so affordable and rich at the same time and that is because so many of you are pledging and I trust that um, more of you will in the future and more of us come will come together to do this work and so I'm excited for that okay so um, about this episode um, like I said I'll be sharing some reflections and some practices so maybe if you're home right now or somewhere indoors you want to get pen and paper and maybe you want to note down some ideas and practices that you want to try yourself. But if you're on the go, um, traveling, I often listen to podcasts when I'm traveling, then maybe you can just make a note on your phone um, marking the time into this podcast where I spoke about something that you want to revisit. That's another idea. Or you can write down some notes on your phone, whatever. Or you can just listen. That's totally fine as well. <laughs> Ah, okay, so the spring equinox is coming up. Um, 
Traditionally, this is a time where we're thinking about what plants, um, what seeds we're planting in spring, um, both really, um, you know, emotionally and in our gardens, literally, and for the future and for work. Um, so this can be in, in different aspects of our lives. We're also sh shaking off some of that winter dust. So for me, winter really is a time of turning inwards and becoming quiet and resting and being in the night time of the year, um, being with the stars and the moon. And that's an important part of life, even if it's really difficult sometimes. I think this winter in particular felt very long and quite dark and it felt quite hard to remain open and remain outdoors. I have a dog, so we go for long walks every day, but I got wet so many times and I had a cold and oh, towards the end, it was a lot, I think. And so I'm really ready for spring. As I'm recording this right now, I'm sitting at my desk overlooking the garden. There's blackbirds and foxes and really funny cats and there's all kinds of stuff going on and blooming now. And I'm just so full of gratitude to see colors again and light. And that's really beautiful. So it's a beautiful time, I think, to think about both what we're wanting to plan, but also what we're shaking up from winter and how we're going to come back into a sense of movement and possibility. So, you know, movement doesn't have to mean that you suddenly start running or whatever, anything that doesn't feel good right now. It just means that we're shifting into a different way of being right now, and that's exciting. And in some ways, we can think about embodying that. So I've started dancing in the morning, for example. I'm really suddenly into Mariah Carey's old songs from the 90s, like Emotions or Dream Lover. And I just turn them up and I just move in silly ways. You know, I draw the curtains because I'm very self-conscious. Um, and I just see what's available in my body that day. And I dance and I sing as well. And that feels really good. And that feels like it's bringing that movement and possibility of spring. And um, what I'm going to do today and tomorrow, I also want to share, just in case you're interested and maybe you're looking for something to do yourself. Um, I've cleaned the corners in my house. I still live in a tiny house, and so there's not a lot to clean, but I have had a look around, and I've decluttered a little bit. I dusted a few corners, um, did a few little bits. I'm going to put fresh seeds on later today. Um, I brought some flowers in, um, which feels really nice. Um, I made an essence on the last new moon, so that was the new moon in Leo, I think. No, that would be wrong. That would be Pisces, sorry. The new moon in Pisces, two weeks ago. I made an essence of sweet violet, violets for my garden and rhodonite and some wild orchid, and I'm having that every day in this moon cycle that we're in right now, and that feels nice. Um, if you're not making essences yourself, maybe you can treat yourself to one, that feels like a nice ritual right now. Um, and then um, tomorrow I'm going to go for a swim because I feel like the full moon is such a beautiful time to be in water and to be held and also to be able to release something. So obviously this is kind of like the height of the moon phase. Everything is really full and then it begins to wane again. So it's a beautiful time to first really acknowledge and celebrate and feel gratitude for that abundance and then also to think about what we're letting go as we're heading to the next new moon. And I think that is a great process to go through in water. I did a big tarot spread, which honestly has totally blown my mind. It's still kind of laid out next to me as we speak because I haven't been able to 
write about it as much as I wanted to yet. Um, so a little side note, I've made a commitment a couple of years to myself to only do tarot readings when I also can write about the cards because I was noticing that I was pulling a lot and not always giving the cards the space that they deserve. And to me, in my understanding of the tarot in this moment, which might shift and change, of course, is that it works for me as a tool of self-reflection. So I want to really feel what's happening in my body as I turn the cards. I want to feel into different kinds of possibilities, different ways of looking at things, different perspectives. And I want to also give myself an anti-gaslighting tool. Um, there's been an episode... Um, with Crystal from the Power Femme Tarot a couple of episodes back, which was really beautiful, where we talked about exactly that concept, that tarot as a tool um, to stop ourselves from ga being ga gaslit or gaslighting ourselves. And and I think in that way, really the tarot can be so beautifully validating. It can you know, provide this clarity of like, yeah, this is my situation right now and this is how I feel about it and that's okay. And that isn't anyone's responsibility. It doesn't mean that I have to act a certain way. I can just have this still and quiet moment with myself of saying things like, yes, this is hard or this is how I'm feeling. Just watching a bee. Oh, God, so beautiful. <laughs> this bee just landed on this flower. I wish you could see. Um, and then I'm going to do some journaling, like I said. Um, I'm going to write some more about those cards that I've drawn. They are so on point and so beautiful and this reading was really affirming to me that this is a great practice and it really is helping me and I'm so grateful and I want to share it with as many people as possible. And then um, other practices I'm in at the moment, um, I'm doing The Artist's Way, which is a book by Julia Cameron and um, Sarah Kelly, who's been in the last episode, is running a 13-week support group around that where we're meeting every Sunday and we're reflecting on that week. Um, so the book is a 12-week program. It's quite intense in some ways, but really also just amazing and beautiful. Um, and the core practices um, are doing morning pages and having an artist date each week. Some people find the language of this book hard to relate to, and that's okay. Um, it can definitely bring up stuff around spirituality and God and that word. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I find it okay. I, I kind of sometimes replace the word God in the text with the universe or, or I just leave it and that's okay too but I'm writing a lot more and that really helps and it's really it's really beautiful to be in that group of people to reflect on the process and so if that's something that you're interested in definitely follow Sarah um, I hope and think that she'll be offering this again and it's very affordable so it starts at 30 pounds goes up to 100 on a scatlighting scale for this 13-week program and it's really helping me a lot I'm also reading Emergent Strategy, um, and I want to read to you from that. So this is by Adrienne Marie Brown, who I'm going to link to in the show notes. And Emergent Strategy, it is so beautiful and big that I don't even, you know, I don't really don't have like a sentence to uh, describe the book to you, but I feel like it is um, a beautiful, beautiful book to read in spring. It's really shifting my thinking around community and activism and how we organize how embodiment plays a role in all of this and yeah how we can make these movements sustainable but also even regenerative 
Um, her next book is called um, Pleasure Activism. I think it's out in the States and the ebook is coming out in the UK today. Um, so that's exciting. But anyway, for now, I read to you a small passage from Emergent Strategy. There are examples of emergence everywhere. Birds don't make a plan to migrate, raising resources to fund their way, packing for scarce times, mapping out their pit stops. They feel a call in their bodies that they must go, and they follow it, responding to each other, each bringing their adaptions. There's an art to flocking, staying separate enough not to crowd each other, aligned enough to man maintain a shared direction, and cohesive enough to always move towards each other. That really touched me. I think that's so beautiful, and it's such a beautiful way to think about organizing and being in the world and relating to other beings. I also want to share a couple of plants that I feel are really beautiful to work with at this time of the year, and these are nettle, dandelion, and burdock root. So nettle is growing quite abundantly. It's just, um, oh God, there's a huge bumblebee outside my window now. <laughs> um, sorry to be distracted. Okay, so nettle is just such a beautiful, rich, abundant wheat that you can often find everywhere, but that's also pretty cheaply available. Um... And it's just very nourishing and it feels, I, to be honest, I can't even explain exactly why it feels so good and so spring-like, but it just is such a great thing to have throughout winter, I think, to bring some minerals and vitamins into your body and then to carry that on into spring to help your body transi transition into this new season. Something I really like doing is making an overnight nettle infusion where I just take one or two handfuls of nettles in my big liter uh, thermos and I cover that with boiling water, leave it overnight and have it in the morning and it's literally like this deep green super nourishing elixir that's waking you up in the morning and it's incredible and it gets me ready for spring I think. And then dandelion and burdock root are also kind of plants I feel that get things moving and that kind of are great when there's stagnation um, like there has been for many of us in winter. Um, they, cr they also taste really earthy. It's like a real sense of grounding as we spread our wings. Um, when I make tea, um, like a really long infusion of dandelion and burdock root, it feels, it smells like earth, honestly. And, and I think that's super beautiful to work with right now. Okay. So I want to head into the next section of this little episode, which is practices for hard times. And I want to share some of the stuff that's working for me right now because I know many people are feeling that the last few months have been heavy or like that 2019 was off to a pretty intense start. And I think that's true politically. There still or always is so much upheaval and uncertainty right now. There's a lot of grief and um, yeah, there's a lot of grief. And I think that is true on a personal level as well. I know a lot of People in my life are struggling with their health at the moment. And so I wanted to share some practices for hard times. Um, the first thing I wanted to offer is to start very small and create consistency for yourself. Because I think the news at the moment feel like, at least for me, maybe because of Brexit and because that's impacting my life in some ways, I feel a lot like, like it feels a lot like being thrown around. Um, and experiencing so many different quite intense emotions like there's anger and grief and um, anxiety and uncertainty and it feels quite 
a lot like it feels like being in a washing machine to move between these different experiences and feelings all the time so for me it feels really helpful to have a sense of of consistency that I can create for myself where I tell my body and my mind and my heart like I'm here I'm showing up no matter what this is the kind of stability that I can rely on because it is independent from other people and I think of course interdependence is beautiful and independence in a way even is an illusion but you know I'm honing these practices that can offer myself right now regardless of what's happening in the world and that feels really good but maybe ask yourself what, what, how much structure do you really need? So I know that some other people love being more fluid and I also know for myself that it really changes and shifts with the season. So sometimes I love a lot of structure and commitment on a day-to-day -day practice and sometimes I'm more playful and, you know, just see where you're at right now. I know um, sometimes it can feel like a big burden or a big commitment that feels heavy to say I'm going to meditate every morning. Um, and sometimes it feels really sweet to just surrender into that commitment and to f almost feel like a sense of devotion of like, yeah, this is just what I do in the morning and no questions asked. This is, this is my jam now, you know? So I'm using the Inside Timer app at the moment. I'm on the free plan and it's just incredible. It really, really feels so supportive. There's more than 50,000 meditations that you can try. They are themed so you can search for things like relationships or change or depression or anxiety, whatever you feel you most need right now. Um, some of them are short, some are really long. There's just a real great variety of different things and um, some of them are related to spiritual or religious traditions, but many, many are not. Um, so that really might be something for you. And I have to admit something that I really enjoy in this app as well is that it gives you stars and so you can see how long you've been going on. So I'm on a really long streak now and I, I feel really excited each day to add another star to the calendar of like, yes, I did it again and I don't want to break it. And in a way that's really motivating me to keep going and but in a positive way, you know. And I think this definitely, we can question why we always need this kind of outside approval um, an affirmation but it just feels good right now so I'm allowing myself to have it um, so another thing that I like on that is that you can have friends so you can um, you know connect with the people that are also using the map at the app that you know and you can see what kind of meditations they're into um, and then you can also join groups so for example there's a group for people who meditate and are chronically ill or people who want to um, ease pain that they're experiencing in their bodies in some way and um, maybe there's a group for something that you're experiencing that would be helpful for you so that's great another great practice I think is to just draw one card a day um, because again that's something pretty low energy um, that you can do even if you're lying in bed and it can just be this little reminder that your experience is valid and you know you have practices that you can turn to I think there's something important with the tarot to, um, or wait, let me step back. I think when we're having a hard time, maybe sometimes the tarot can be a little bit scary. And I think I'm just kind of feeling protective that no one would turn to the tarot, draw a bad card or bad in air quotes, and then think the day is doomed and it, you know to make things worse. I would really offer to reframe that to say, well, maybe it's a beautiful card and then you can just feel into this possibility of maybe today being a good day. Like, you know, maybe that's 
<laughs> that, that's beautiful. What would that look like for you? Um, what could you do to make it a good day? And if it's a bad card in air quotes or one that kind of maybe looks a bit scary or you're not really sure about, then maybe that's an affirmation to say, yeah, some aspects of the human experience are hard. It doesn't mean that my day is doomed or that I can't feel any joy today. It just means that I am a human having a human experience and this little card is just affirming that some stuff is hard and I get to have difficult feelings as well and that's okay and today um you know today I'll have many different experiences that's going to be one aspect of them and tomorrow is a different day um so yeah I just wanted to offer that another thing that feels really helpful for me is self-massage that's a really important part of the magic of embodiment program as well because to me touch feels really important I feel that touch is always um has always been almost like my primary language my first language um, touches how I feel I can very easily communicate and understand myself and also other people and I love receiving massages that's always been like a really special treat if I um, can book a massage but actually I the you know the more I teach the magic of embodiment program the more I feel like this touch we can give ourselves is so precious and beautiful as well and it's available every day if you have the physical energy you know it's so cheap you can give it to yourself for free you can just sit down and massage your feet um so there's lots of guided audio recorded self-massage practices in the program but you can also just sit down get some oil out if you have any and if you don't that's cool too and then you can just you know just do a little body scan and see what parts of your body right now want some attention and play with pressure and different kinds of um, moves or practices and see what feels nice and it's just beautiful to be present with your body in that way and to see what feels good um, yeah another practice I love is having tinctures or infusions every day so really connecting with just one or two or three plans that you feel are good and supportive at this time in your life and to make a commitment to have them every day. Um, again, for me, that's this beautiful feeling of consistency that I really crave, that feels good. Um, consult a medical herbalist if you are on medication or you have health conditions, that would probably be good to do, but there's also a lot of resources online um, that you can explore. Another thing that I've already mentioned that I love is dancing to emotions by Mary Carey in the morning. Maybe you have another really silly, funny, uplifting song that you can play in the morning. Um, and I would also offer to um, prepare your mornings if you're having a hard time right now. Um, I always get overnight oats ready in the evening and my um, herbal infusion. And I put my um, nutritional supplements out and I already have YouTube opened with Emotions by Mary Carey so when I wake up in the morning everything is waiting for me my room is pretty cleared and I can just start my day without too much of a wobble which is great and then the final thing the practice I want to offer is making lists of gratitude and priorities so gratitude um it's a tricky one sometimes it can feel like a little bit of a cliche and I certainly don't want to like um be Pollyanna about it I don't even really know what that means if I'm really honest but I've heard it in a different podcast so I was like maybe this makes sense in this <laughs> context um I think what I'm trying to say is that I think making gratitude lists isn't about forcing yourself to be grateful about something that's really hard 
I think it is about just making space and acknowledging and giving thanks for the beautiful things that you do have and paying more attention to them because I think we're so busy and so overwhelmed so often that it's really hard to lose sight of them and that is to me what gratitude lists are for. And lists for priorities really help me when I feel overwhelmed so when it feels like there's just too much to do, I don't even know where to begin, it feels nice to make a list of priorities and that to me is almost like a magical practice as well. Mm. I hope there was something in here um, for you in these practices. Um, if you have questions, of course, as always, let me know. And I want to kind of close this episode by talking a little bit about finding faith, um, which is a difficult topic to talk about. I've been long been thinking about, you know, do I want to talk about this, about this podcast and how and like what words I'm going to use. So it's really very much like an imperfect um, snapshot of the moment of what I'm thinking right now. And I would love to be in conversation with more people about this and maybe even have some of them on the podcast. But I really feel that with all that's happening in the world right now, we need to focus on building resilience. And I think that having faith is like one of many pieces in that puzzle um, of having faith in something that you know you can trust, that you believe in, having a sense of purpose and like knowing that you have a direction that you're working towards. And I'm really passionate about exploring how people who can't or don't want to belong to religions can find faith and meaning in this way. And I also think that nurturing inner authority and like having a compass, like an inner compass that is shaped by experience and compassion and embodiment is much safer than dogma. And I, I think that's coming out of my worry that more and more people are turning to the far right right now because we're in very unstable times and I know from history and experience that anxiety and fear and this experience of lack and scarcity can turn people to violence and judgment and a lack of compassion and that is something I find quite scary and so I'm wondering like how can we nurture inner authority instead and have a compass that's really shaped by compassion and openness to otherness and abundance and sharing um I know that we all need a, this sense of safety and belonging and that we have to find it in ways that are sustainable and respectful to all life forms and the planet as a whole and us, ourselves as human beings. I also feel like um, I've long been a little bit confused about self-care and self-love and how that relates to the context of collective liberation. So what I mean by that is that I'm aware that self-care has become a huge hashtag. It's become very trendy to talk about it. Uh, and it is a very, very important thing, but it's not the end of the story. This is not, you know, self-care in itself, as itself, in itself, as the only thing, is not liberation. Um, we definitely need more than that. We need our interdependence and the greater picture, and we need structural shifts. Um, and self-care is one way of making the struggle for freedom sustainable and so it is very important but it's also just a starting point um and so yeah i'm thinking about this idea of starting with the self and how that can or cannot be selfish and i think that you know that's really not something that i in any way have an answer to um but i'm just naming that there's some self-consciousness in talking about self-care a lot and i want to 
also center the community and the collective at the same time. And to me, self-care is a bridge to to that. And that I don't mean that in a, in a productivity kind of way, as in like, I don't mean have a bath so that you can be more productive. I think have a bath so that you can be at home in yourself and that you can show up in your relationships and in your activism and in the way that you communicate and make art in the world in a way that's as sustainable and regenerative and authentic and true to what you believe in um and yeah reading emergent strategy is really helping me explore these subjects and I think in a way that's also really just the beginning I will definitely read this book again and I'm just naming it again emergent strategy by Adrian Marie Brown might be great might be great for you to read right now um, because it really also helps me to be able to see beauty and resilience in nature. So this is something when I'm thinking about my own faith and how I'm finding it and coming back home to it, um, that feels very comforting and very safe as well. So I think sometimes in the human world there is some hesitation in me in joining spiritual movements or collectives because I'm worried about things like um, leadership and power dynamics and being sucked into something that maybe isn't serving me. And when I turn to nature and I'm trying to observe patterns there or things that inspire me and that give my life meaning, I have no hesitation, you know. I look at dandelions and how they grow with such fierceness and how they spread their seeds and, you know, just keep coming back no matter what and that just is so beautiful to see and I'm just as we speak also watching some birds fly across the sky which kind of ties back to this quote that I was sharing in the beginning so I want to end by just sharing one more paragraph from um, Emergent Strategy um, nature has taught me about fluid adaptability about not only weathering storms but using howling winds to spread seeds wide torrential rains to nurture roots so that they can grow deeper and stronger nature has taught me that a storm can be used to clear out branches that are dying to let go of that which was keeping us from growing in new directions these are lessons we need for organizing as octavia taught us the only lasting truth is change we will face social and political storms we could not even imagine. The question becomes not just how do we survive them, but how do we prepare so that how do we prepare so when we do suddenly find ourselves in the midst of an unexpected onslaught, we can capture the potential, the possibility inherent in the chaos and ride it with like dawn skimming in the horizon. This is from Valida Emma Risha, co-editor of Octavia's Brood, and I might have mispronounce this in which case I'm really sorry I'll link to this in the show notes <sighs> thank you so much thank you so much for listening and for letting me know how you feel about this I would honestly love to hear send me an email uh, leave a review on iTunes if you like it or comment on Instagram that would mean the world to me and if you feel so called please join the magic of embodiment program um, you can become a Patreon and pledge $3 or more and we would love to have you. There's a beautiful community already and I'm excited to talk more. Okay, have a beautiful day and a happy spring equinox. Bye.